Previously on the Tony Kornheiser Show. They got 11 in the first inning. They got 15 overall. They could have had more. If that was a close game, they would have had more. They left 12 men on from the third inning on. Dodgers left 12 on. They scored 15 runs. And now they have Kershaw pitching against a rookie. And the night before, Kyle Wright was a rookie. And he couldn't get out of the first inning. And now they have this guy that apparently, with a story I read, they call Lunchbox because of his shape. It's not complimentary. Bryce Wilson. Could be Brian Wilson's grandson, for all I know. The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. He ended up being great. He ended up being great, and Atlanta took a 3-1 lead. Atlanta lost the series. I guess Doc Rivers coached them for the last two games or three (laughs) games or something like that. That was very exciting. The World Series is set. We're going to have Richard Justice on, so we don't really have to talk about the World Series at the top. We're going to have Michael Wilbon on, and that's just going to go all around the world. So I would say that we should talk about football at the top, right, Michael? Football at the top, because we're not going to – we don't have Jason on today. And football, we were just talking amongst ourselves in terms of why Joe Buck – might have ended up doing football yesterday and left the booth with John Smoltz in Texas and did not do the baseball. Joe Davis, who I believe does play-by-play for the Dodgers, young man, uh, he was doing it with John Smoltz. And, and as long as we establish John Smoltz's name, he's great. He's oh, yeah. just simply great. I mean, there's, you can look at any other baseball game with any other group of announcers and nobody's as good as John. John Smoltz is, is absolutely great. So what I was saying was, if you're a Fox and you have both events, you have the World Series, you know Joe Buck is going to do the World Series, and you have a football game on Sunday, and then you have the early Monday game that starts, I believe, at 4.30 today, which is why PTI will get no rating at all, because it'll be up against Kansas City Buffalo. Is that what it is, Kansas City Buffalo? Yeah. Kansas City somebody. Yeah. So why would you do that? And you would do that because the rating is double and triple for football. This was Tampa Bay, Green Bay in the Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock slot. That gets more viewers than Sunday night football. Sunday night football is the highest rated show of the week. But the Sunday afternoon game, it's just much harder to break down as to what the ratings are, gets more viewers than that. So that's... I think if it's if I'm Joe Buck, I'd rather do baseball, but I understand that my profile is such, Michael, that, that, that that's why you do football. Double and triple the amount of people would watch that game. Very true, and you, st- and you still have what could be a, a seven-game series again for the World Series, but I think based on last night's game, it's worth going into it for just a minute. It, your boy, Blake Trinan. Oh, my God. He almost gave up seven runs and didn't give up any. He had Mookie bets for like the fifth game in a row go over the wall and robs it. Bellinger and Betts have robbed people all series long. He also had a two-on, none-out situation, and Marcakis hits a ground ball to third, and Dansby Swanson makes probably a mistake breaking for home. They get him in a rundown, then Turner makes this great play to shortstop covering, and they end up with a double play when they're supposed great. to. Liz comes in from the other room going, pickle play, pickle, still the most exciting thing for playoff baseball. Yeah. Uh, but you look at it for a short season, you get the two teams that you want to see in the World Series, yes. the two best teams, yes. and the Dodgers. I mean, it, it does feel like this should be their year. I, 
Every Dave year Roberts, should be their year. They're the best team. They're the best team, and this is a perfect blend of homegrown players along with making the, you Mookie know, Betts. the additions of, of Mookie Betts. And it comes down to a, a simple decision. How's Boston decision. doing, by the oh, way? Gosh. You're not doing that well. Uh, people criticized Roberts I, for not taking that. Urias <laughs> out and when they had that huge lead, trying to put him yeah. later in the series. And he looked, that three days rest, that ends up basically holding on to that lead as you get into the 7th, 8th, ninth. So I will, I will revert back to the football now. The Tampa Bay-Green Bay game was a terrible game. Aaron Rodgers was bad. He was bad. He came in there as, in my mind, the leading candidate for MVP, even ahead of Russell Wilson. He had 13 touchdowns and no picks, and he was completing 70% of his passes, and they were undefeated. And he, you know, got picked for a pick six, got picked two passes later. You know, it was a bad play by his receiver, but the Tampa Bay guy ran all the way down into the red zone. Tampa Bay pulled away. Brady was very efficient, wasn't great, was very efficient. Tampa Bay's defense was spectacular. They just destroyed Aaron Rodgers, they sacked him five or six times. Um, and now now what you see, and we'll ask Wilbon about this later, Wilbon said, I'll take Belichick over Brady. Well, I don't know that you would still do that. The Patriots are two and three, and Cam Newton looks like he can't throw. Cam Newton does not look like a professional passer at the moment. At the moment, missed all of last year. So that's a factor in this. The Patriots don't look particularly good. They don't look as bad as the Jets, the worst team in history, but they don't look particularly good. And Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay looks like it's getting better. But and to, your, to better. your point of getting better, is this the turning point for Gronkowski? He gets the first touchdown. He's in, catching in years, balls now, and he gets seventy-eight yards. Yeah, he's catching some balls, which is important. Um, the most exciting. There were two incredibly exciting games. The most exciting game to me. The Indianapolis game was very exciting. Indianapolis. In the, in the Washington game, that was very exciting. In the Philadelphia game, was very exciting, but the level of play wasn't so high. But Tennessee, Tennessee was tremendous. Tannehill and Derrick Henry, you, you, who are you going to concentrate on? Both guys can kill you. They came all the way back, and then they got, they got the toss against Houston. They got the coin toss, and they went right down the field. Boom. They went right down the field. They're a really good team, Tennessee. Now, apparently there is rumoring that they are going to be punished for whatever they did while they were in coronavirus protocol, whether it was intentional or not. There is going to be some sort of punishment. You see this on the crawl every moment on ESPN. You can punish them all you want unless you forfeit a win. I was going to say, it gets harder and harder when they keep winning. You're not hurting them. Uh, Lamar Jackson ran. Yesterday, he hadn't been doing that in a while. They sprinted out to a big lead. Philadelphia, supposedly a bad team. Carson Wentz, supposedly a bad quarterback, having troubles this year. They came back, and they essentially tied the game. They went for two to tie the game. They did not get it. Washington had the same thing. Washington went for two to win. Washington got in a position where they could go to overtime. Now, the rule is you go to win on the road and you, and you go to tie at home. But that's when there are a lot of fans in the stands. There's virtually no fans in the stands. Michael, what did you think of Ron Rivera going for the win? I, I keep watching it. I would, have been, I would have been less, I would say, surprised if it felt like the play actually had a chance of success. The, the play fizzled from the start. It was, yes, it, said it was sniffed out. But you're playing an 0-5 team. I mean, don't you have any trust in, in your in your team to stop them and you don't have to win it right there. So that, that was my only issue. Yeah. Um, Ron Rivera's decisions and all his decisions are defended uh, vigorously by Sally Jenkins in the Washington post today. I can defend going for two in that situation. You wish the play was a better play. The play on paper is a great play, but it didn't, it didn't work out. Um, 
So the Philadelphia had to go for two in order to tie the game, right? They were not Philadelphia right. was going for the tie and, and but going it's different into overtime. For, for the for the WFT. That that win could have put them in first, right? Yeah, well he went to win. He went to win right at the moment. Could have. Yeah, that would have given him two wins, tied for two first wins. with Dallas. Jeez. No, no, it's terrible, terrible, terrible division. Isn't Matt that Ryan, win? you know, you, you want to do well, fire your coach and your general manager. Matt Ryan went out there and he was great and Atlanta won and and I don't want to gloat, although it's going to feel like gloating a little bit. I never thought Kirk Cousins was as good as other people thought he was. And Kirk Cousins had three picks yesterday. Minnesota's garbage Terrible. at the moment. And Kirk Cousins is largely to blame. And he said, if I keep up like this, I won't even get through the season. 28 QBR. Yeah, but I mean, he won't get through the season, but the checks will still come. So th- that's all guaranteed money. And, and the checks from here cleared yeah and that's all guaranteed money that's what Dak Prescott is looking at guaranteed money down the road um I don't know I'm not a, a, as big a fan of Cousins as as some others are I'm really not big fan of Tannehill and Henry big fan of Mike Vrabel at the moment Mike Vrabel seems to have learned everything there was to learn from Bill Belichick and he's not the guy you ever thought was going to be a coach and he's awfully good right away can I tell one small golf story um I played yesterday I was on the 10th hole and I hit a pretty good drive, right-hand side, but in the fairway. I hit a pretty good for me. Probably got it to 200, which is just... I, Lower pin yesterday. Yeah. So I go to get my ball. I know where my ball is. My ball's on the fairway, and it's pretty deep. And I think I can get there with a second shot if deep I hit... that's you're like 190? Yeah, if I hit a forward well, I think I can get there. And I, I look at my ball, and I go to hit my ball, and I realize it's not my ball. Oh, no. It's not my ball. It's a oh, wow. pinnacle ball. I was using a um, tailor-made ball that I had just bought, just bought at the shop. And this is a pinnacle ball. And a group, two groups in front of us were in that part of the fairway. These two kids who were playing were in that part. I won't say who they were playing with because they're friends. But I, didn't, I don't know who these children are. They're not children. I mean, they're in the 20s. Or 30s. Now, are they playing 11 and they've hit drives wide right? So yes. they're in that part of the fairway? Yes. And this one guy hits a ball. And, you know, and then I get to mine and it's not my ball. And I say, hey, it's not my ball. And they say, well, hit it anyway. That's where your drive would have been, maybe a little bit further. Your drive might have been a little bit better. And in fact, the guy who hit from the fairway hit a ball that was a little bit deeper than the ball I ended up hitting. You know. So when we finished 10, and I hit it well. I got to. I got close enough to the green on ten that I was able to putt. You know, so I. I mean, there was there was no problem there. When we finished the hole, I went to the tee at twelve. You know, which is where they were, and I held up the ball and I said, "Did did any of you guys, by any chance, hit a TaylorMade to hit my ball? Because this is not mine." And there were two people, and they said, "No, no, we didn't. No." And he said, "I I'm using this ball," and the other guy said, "I'm using this ball," and I didn't. I didn't know what to think. I mean, it, it might have been some random crazy act of God where I, you know, ended up, I couldn't find my ball, although I knew where my ball was. I was so angry the rest of the round. I was so incredibly angry the rest of the round that I parred 11, I parred 12, <laughs> I lipped out on, uh, no, I parred 11, I parred 12, I parred 13. I lipped out on 14, and I parred 15, and then I left because I wanted to get home for the witching hour. You know, everything is, I want to get home by 3.15, and I, I don't mind not finishing. You know, I, it was fun. I, it was a beautiful day. I could not 
lose that anger. I could not lose Gotta it. Got to play angry. What do you think about that? You are fueled by anger and I, hate. I am. And now you had a target. Yeah. These kids clearly took your ball. Oh, but, but he held they up. They were waiting. They were waiting for the f- entire front nine. When can we sub out this low-rent pinnacle <laughs> for a, Tony's a TP5? And it was, it was, you know, bruised. It was a, a bad pinnacle. <laughs> for the non-golfers, this is like the Honda that used to be parked out here. A pinnacle just carries a certain yeah. weight to it. It's yeah. not just a golf ball. It's a smack in the face. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, and, and so I... What are, the, what are the chances that you actually played the wrong ball on, say, nine, putted out, didn't Zero chance because you don't actually clean the ball? Zero chance. Because as soon as I saw this ball, it had red and blue marks on it. You know, my ball was a white ball. No, there's zero chance. So you didn't have the Ricky Fowler TP5? No, no, no. No, I had the now, regular. Could you, feel the, could you feel the difference? Yes. This was a, this a, a seven-year-old stone ball. It was terrible. <laughs> It's terrible, but, but I was profile, I played great with that. The profile of the players you're describing, they're not using that ball. No. Oh, they're clearly they're going shop credit. So, I don't know. But I mean the the point is without without denying the the truth in what they did although I deny it. But that doesn't even matter. That doesn't even matter. I I'll let me give them the benefit of the doubt. I am saying that I got so angry and played well as a result I of that. I just I can't believe you played followed well. up. Is this your ball? That's what I did. I said, "Did anybody, you know, hit a it struck my hit a, foot. Uh, had a tailor-made, and, and this is yours, a pinnacle? And I was looking right at the guy. This is yours, a pinnacle? <laughs> this is yours? It's what I do when people walk by the house and you say that I'm mean yeah. to them. Can you walk on the other side? Yeah, if you have a dog, would you just, come on, be, be smart, walk on the other side. And I try you, to say it nicely, but you say I'm awful. Now, the queen's number two handicap hole in the course. You part it? 11? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I played from the gold tees. Okay, but, but yeah. that doesn't... But I was on until... The until greens were still rolling back of the 13. Green. I was on the back of the green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they I wouldn't... A, end, when, when, they said it wasn't the, when they said it wasn't their ball, did you ask to yeah. speak to a manager or something like that? No, no, I didn't scream for representative. And again, there were two <laughs> people in that group, and they may have been related to them, and these people I like very much, and I will not disclose their names, but I like them. It's Sheehan's kids. So, yeah, this could have been <laughs> Sheehan's kids. I don't know. Anyway, New music. Thanks. Let me get out of here. Let me get out of here. Uh, Michael Wilbon, when we return, I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is a Simply Safe ad. Every 26 seconds, there's a break in in this country, but with Simply Safe Home Security, you can, you can protect your whole home around the clock. It's serious, lasting protection, and all it takes is a simple 30 minute setup, which Nigel and Michael have done. They know how to do it. You'll even get a free security camera when you protect your home today. More on that in a second. Simply Safe is an award-winning arsenal of sensors and security cameras that blanket every inch of your home or your studio that you'll never get back to. You'll know your home and family are always safe. You set Simply Safe up yourself in a few minutes without any tools or wiring. No technician or salesperson has to step foot in your home. Then Simply Safe will monitor your home around the clock with security professionals who are there in case of an emergency to immediately send help to your home. Plus, there's no contract, no hidden fees, no installation costs. It's why U.S. News and World Report named Simply Safe, quote, best overall home security of 2020. Right now, visit simplysafe.com slash Tony, use the code, and get a free security camera plus a 60-day risk-free trial with any new system order. There's nothing to lose. Go to simplysafe.com slash Tony. Simply is spelled S-I-M-P-L-I, simplysafe.com slash Tony. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. I work at the laundromat. Pays all right. You think this girl's good? 
This is sent to us by Michael Granbury, arts and feature writer at the Dallas Morning News. This is a woman named Grace Pettis, and he writes, One night a few years ago, during a period of pre-pandemic bliss, Grace Pettis was cruising, played up a little bit so we hear it, was cruising a lonely stretch of highway just between the pitch black hours of 2 and 3 a.m. Red lights flashed behind her. The law was pulling her over. Just outside Abilene, Texas, she got nabbed for speeding. She was all alone in her Honda Accord. She told the man with the badge she was a singer-songwriter heading from one town to the next on tour. Well, he said, peering in the window, you're going to play me a song? Well, she counted, you're going to write me a ticket? Pettis pulled her guitar from the car, sat on the back bumper. Luckily for her, she was able to pick the perfect tune. Its title is Abilene. It happens to be one of the coolest entries from a repertoire that in 2011 propelled Pettis to victory in the new folk competition at the Kerryville Folk Festival, an award she shares with, among others, Lyle Lovett, Robert Earl Keane, and her own father, Pierce Pettis, who has written songs for such heavyweights as Garth Brooks. This is a great story. She and her dad are the only parent-child combo to have won the new Folk Award. On an earlier episode of the Tony Kornheiser Show, you played her dad's terrific breakup ballad, Just Like Jim Brown, She Is History. Grace Pettis. <laughs> this one can sing. Yeah. She's playing in Michael Wilbon. Um, you're back from Arizona. You took Thursday and Friday to play uh, golf. How'd you do? I, are you telling uh, me you're hitting it pretty good, right? You know, better than I have been uh, in the last year. I didn't play that much in the last year. So, yeah, it was, it was stunningly beautiful weather in Arizona. And, um, you know, it's hard to come back. But um, I, had a, you know, I had a good time, a couple of days off. I hadn't t- really taken yes, any days you, off. You were owed the, the time. the pandemic. That's right. I've taken about five. You know, here and yeah. there, you take one or two. No, it's, it's, it's the right thing to do. But tell the people what you've done to land in the fairway all the time. You have done a Bryson DeChambeau move. Well, yeah, kind of. You start tinkering when you get old and desperate. And uh, I, I had a driver cut down like by an inch and a half, inch and three quarters, which may not sound like much to people who don't play necessarily. But it, it, for me, it makes all the difference in the world because you're swinging something closer than a, to a three-wood. You know, it's 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 just it's just longer than a three wood, but you know, it's still driver head, so you're not getting the same distance. It's not forty six inches or whatever people are playing with these days. But I went into uh, I, w- I went into the PGA Superstore in uh, in Scottsdale near me, and I just said to somebody, "Does anybody do this?" I did it at golf them here over the weekend, and I said, "Is anybody doing this?" And they said, "Are you crazy? A lot of people are doing it." They said, "Pros are doing it." And so that was interesting to hear. So for anything that helps me at this stage, Tony, I'm, I'm you know, all for. I didn't know. And you're landing were. in the fairways. So you're in the fairways. Vintage time. Regularly, at least in Arizona, for like four rounds last week. So, yeah. Not so I'm happy for you in that regard. Let's get to, uh, we're going to get to the football, but let's get to the baseball. Let's get to the baseball because the Houston-Tampa series was t- every single game came down to the last inning in one form or another. The Dodgers series wasn't as good, but the last few games have been as good. What are your thoughts on the Dodgers getting in when it looked like they couldn't? Well, I mean, 3-1 isn't insurmountable. I mean, 3-0, which has been done one time in 140 years of baseball, 2004, Red Sox, Yankees. Mm -hmm. It's been done, I think last night was the 14th time. It's like in the NBA, where it's never been done 3-0, but 3-1 has been done 13 or 14 times. Denver did it twice. Um, The Nuggets. So we saw this, you know, the Cubs just did it in 2016 in the World Series down 3-1. 
um, and came back and won. So it's been done That's in right. baseball. Um, it's doable. So I, I don't I, I don't count anybody out at three one. It's just that would be silly. And the Dodgers have great personnel. Whether they're a great team or not is going to depend on whether they can win this next series as well. But they they have great personnel, and I, I'm sorry, I'm rooting for the Dodgers because um, I am I'm reasonably good friends with the owner of the Dodgers, Mark Walter, who's a Northwestern guy and, and trustee as well as I am. And I see Mark all the time. I've gotten to know him and his wife, and he's, he's, a, I mean, he's a guy who supports stuff. I mean, a lot of it. He didn't just support stuff. He generates things at Northwestern and involving sports and other things, sports most notably, like the big, beautiful arena that you have seen and, and been in. Gorgeous. On our campus. Yeah, stunning. And, and of course, the, per, the person who's still the, in, in L.A., uh, one of the faces of the executive team is, is Magic. And so, you know, two weeks, for a couple of weeks there, while I was in L.A. working with Irvin, we were talking about the Dodgers. And just, you know, the, the Dodgers, Tony, they haven't won in 32 years, which is not the Cubs 100 years, and it's not the Red Sox and whatever they had, 86 years. 86. The White Sox yeah. had 80-some years. It's not that. But, you know, for a franchise which grew accustomed to winning in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, uh, it's it's just an incredibly long time, and there's pressure on them. There is there is local pressure. They they are the team with all the pressure, um, because the 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 Lakers had one, uh, and those are the two franchises, as you know, having spent some time in L.A. that matter, Lakers and the Dodgers, perhaps in that order. But but you know the Dodgers have such a history in L.A. and overall going back to Brooklyn. Um, and so they, you know, for them to be down three one like this in a year, in which everybody just decided they were the team, it is a lot like 2016. I mean, that 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 had to be the Cubs' year, right? They had the best team. Everybody said they were going to win, and then they were down three one to the Indians in the World Series, right? And uh, I don't. The Cubs did not have the pressure that the Dodgers have. It seems to me, having been in both those towns at the time of those games being played, uh, but the Dodgers did. So I, I, I you know. I root for the Dodgers now. I do. The Cubs aren't in it. Uh, I root for the Dodgers, and I was uh, thrilled to see them win that. When that home run went out last night, I mean, he just—that was Ruthie, and that was just clubbed. That was a so, moment, loud moment for me at about midnight, which woke people up. At the beginning of the game, when they put the red-haired kid in, and he can't find the plate for the first two batters, are you saying what I'm saying? Like, whose whose decision is this? What are we doing here? They're going to lose this game right here. Now they got ended up with a double play. But did did you yeah. not feel that same way? Like, what is going on? It was on? a moment. I, it oh, was a moment. I, I, mean, I don't say who's who's making this decision. I mean, people have to perform. I mean, you know, you got a roster. The Dodgers, the magic is not just in the talent of the big boppers, but the talent is in the depth. And when you play seven days in a row, you know, yes. you, that depth has to. This is really you know, different. It's really, really different. different. And, and the depth has to come out. It has to be shown. Uh, and that means you've got to be able to count on just about everybody on that roster. So you got to use them. they got to come through. I'm going to flip gears. People know that we have bets. You and I, we have bets on everything. Nobody ever collects yeah. the winnings, but we have bets. And one of our bets was this. You took Belichick and I took Brady. You said that Belichick would have a better year this year with New England than mm -hmm. Brady would have with Tampa Bay, right? So now how are you yes. feeling about that bet right now? Uh, it's a long season. I mean, you know, the, the, the Patriots have lost a couple in a row. Uh, I did not have them losing yesterday, right down to 
two and a half minutes left when they had the ball. I didn't have them losing. And I, I was stunned by the way Tampa came back after looking pretty feeble against the Bears a yeah. week ago. Uh, I did not have them beating. I had, I had, you know. I had Green Bay. Packers I had Rodgers. But you know, I, the, I was wrong. The, the Packers, Tony, maybe it was the Packers or maybe it was somebody else. Somebody's only beaten the NFC East. Who is that? Los Angeles Rams were four the and zero against the right. NFC the Rams, East, and they got they beat. Last, and they, yeah, they looked last night like a team that had only beaten. That's right. The Redskins, Eagles, Cowboys, and who have Giants. They look, you know, like okay, they're nothing special. And we'll see next week again. They're in prime time on Monday night against the Bears in Los Angeles. And um, so, you know, the, the Packers. You know, we went through the wins, and I, I, I picked the Packers, and I said that at the beginning of the game. Matthew said that. Why are you picking the Packers? They haven't beaten anybody. And I think they've beaten New Orleans. But he said they haven't beaten anybody. How do, we, how do we know the Packers are any good? He's not old enough to have been scarred by the Packers like I have. Right. You know, for 50-plus years. So, but the Packers, wow, they just got hammered. Tom Brady and his boys just hammered. Now, I don't, I don't believe in Tampa like everybody else does yet. Not yet. I mean, not yet. i got to see more. So uh, there was we'll an interesting thing in that happened. There's an echo in, in your phone or an echo in my ear or something like that. But there's an interesting thing that happened. You and I have gone back and forth about this. You have pilloried Tom Brady for yelling at teammates. Right mm-hmm. before the half yesterday, and it's not like I called him and said, could you talk about this? Troy Aikman on his own said, you know, Tom Brady yells at teammates. There's nobody more respected and more loved on a team than Tom Brady. Uh, and his teammates are good with all of that because they know that he works th- this hard. I mean, Troy went on. He went on about this. And I told this to you, and you had a very interesting answer about that. You made a distinction between New England and Tampa Bay, right? Yeah. These teammates aren't, haven't been in a foxhole with him for years. Not only that, my, my problem with Brady wasn't that he screamed at teammates. My problem was he screamed at teammates and then didn't own up to his own crap. Right, the four downs. That's yeah, my problem. Not that he screamed at teammates, that he didn't, he didn't own his own mistake publicly until he put something on Instagram, which is the way, you know, even somebody like Brady, who's headed toward 50 years old, the only way people under 60 seem to communicate is through social media. And Brady did the really funny thing where he put LeBron James's head on his shoulders when he was congratulating LeBron last Sunday. And so I, I you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, it's not that I'm not sold on the amount of talent they have or their ability to work through this. I'm not. Let me let me just give me a minute with Tampa. I'm not crowning them yet. I'm going okay. to this green. I'm not crowning them just yet. If there's a team that you can't crown just yet, it's your team. They're five and one, but you look yeah. at them and you go, "Wow, they're five and one." They beat Carolina, a team that had done very well in the last two or three weeks. They beat Carolina. They you know they picked. Bridgewater a couple of times. They've gone to Nick Foles. He hasn't set the world on fire, but they're winning. What is? How do you feel about this? How do I feel? Five about and it? one. Let me ask you something. Do you know the history of the Chicago Bears? A little bit, not as well as you, but I have some you know sense the that they've history. never how had many, a quarterback. How many? Okay, so how many quarterbacks have gone to the Hall of Fame, lighting it up, leading them to championships? One. The Sid Luck. Would be none. Sid okay, Luck. Well, that's nineteen. Four championships yeah, long in the nineteen forties. Right. Four okay. in the forties. Right. So I mean, you know, so this is what I'm sorry. We don't have 
the golden boy. We don't have right. Brett Favre. We don't have Aaron Rodgers. We win by having a quarterback have a good season, Rex Grossman, Jim McMahon. And then the defense and special teams get you there. So how do I feel about it? That's all I know. I don't, we don't have quarterback controversies every day like the Reds, like the Washington football team. So, no, this is what they do. And this is what the franchise has done. This is what it continues to do. And Nagy, who I was both infuriated with and impressed with yesterday, infuriated with him because he had times to run the ball, and we do know about that. We know about running backs. We know about running backs like no other franchise from Red Grange to Gallimore to Sayers to Peyton. We know about running backs. And he seems to have a really good second-year running back that he won't hand the ball to. And even when they're trying to run out the clock, he's not interested in running out the clock. He's throwing the ball in Chicago. Right. That will get you. That will that will get people to run you out physically. And every it was funny watching the post game, which I do here now through the you know marvels of uh, satellite. I can watch all the Chicago post game, and even the former players who went to the Super Bowl, they're on TV saying, "Run the ball, dude! You could run the clock out. Why are you throwing it?" And Nagy came on. His post game was long, and he just said, "Look." I understand. I'm not going to be negative right now. I'm going to enjoy this five and one, even though there's stuff we got to do better. Stuff I got to do better. And he did. He did that for a while. And Foles came out and said, "You know, we're not great offensively. We're trying to get there, but we're five and one. We're going to enjoy this." And it was, you know, it was interesting. And um, I, you know, I watch. I watch everything. And, and you know, I went from the, the Washington Football Team with their decision to go for two, which I. I I at the time I said go for it. Why not? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. I was okay yeah. with that, and and maybe I give Didn't Ron work. Rivera too much leash because he's a member of that one of those teams that had right for the for, for the best. large part no quarterback and a defense and special. That that's how the you know that's how his teams won when he played. And so yeah, they're five and one. And by the way, they didn't just beat Carolina, which had won three straight. They beat Brady and Carolina. That's right. In ten days. That's right. That's right. So they've got so they got a couple of wins on the resume after looking really feeble and getting lucky against Atlanta and Detroit. So I don't know. So I don't know where they are. And, and the schedule is crazy. They got the Rams next week. Then it's followed, I think, by Tennessee. Tennessee's good. They're and then good. They got the Packers. I mean, yeah, it, it's, you yeah, know, they got. Yeah. We're going to find that's... out whether or not. They're any good, starting with Sunday night. I mean, you know, I don't know how I, the Rams, you know, the Rams got taken apart. The Rams going to be the more desperate team next week when they win those two phase. It was an interesting Monday week night. in the sense that, like, Denver, Atlanta, the Giants, and the Lions won. This is like the bottom of the flower bed, well, and I, they I, all I, rose I, up. I, I, I was, when I went to, I didn't look at the late games in terms of my pool. I was 8-2 and two yesterday going into the late games because I picked, Detroit. I mean, Detroit just uh, Detroit had to win that game. Okay. I picked the Giants, even though they had really? every yeah. chance to lose to Washington. Uh, I did not pick Denver against New England. What was the fourth team you said? Atlanta, Minnesota. I did not pick that. Why is the guy? Why is Zimmer still employed? You get tattooed at home by Atlanta. Why are you still employed? Yeah. And Kirk Cousins so is like having a bad year. Oh, yeah. not one and five, so, right? I, you know, it was yeah. it was a it was a fascinating. Uh, it was an interesting week. The games weren't all that great, but it was a fascinating week. And now, you know, I'm I'm going to be. I've, I've been promising to get locked into college football, which I haven't done, and I'm going to get locked in now because the Big Ten starts playing. Yeah, good. Um, all right, that's good. And, you know, uh, so I'm I'm excited about all that. I will tell you what I want to see as a result of yesterday, um, in which Baltimore almost gave the game back. 
to yeah. Philadelphia and oh, Wentz yeah. was actually very good in the second half. I want to now see Pittsburgh Baltimore. I do. Yes, I think that yes, will be a yes. good game. Right? Yeah, Pittsburgh the, Baltimore. I mean, the Steelers, but I mean, I didn't ex- look. I'm not a believer in Cleveland, but I thought Cleveland was I almost picked Cleveland in the upset cuz you got to pick they the road got, teams every They week. got killed. They got the Steelers took them out. How about how about your boy benched? How about that? Yeah. Yeah, well, they said it was ribs, but, you know, maybe he was just benched. He was hurt going into the game. I don't even know who the back quarterback in Cleveland is. But, I I mean, my feeling was that Pittsburgh had anger at Miles Garrett, and they were at home, and they were going to win that game, and they They did. They took it out. Yeah, good for them. Good for the Steelers. So, all right, I'll see you later. All right, Tom. Michael Wilbon, boys and girls, we will take a break. We will come back. Richard Justice of MLB.com will break down the series for us. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the Bespoke Post ad. This fall, you can get back into the swing of things. Bespoke Post has brand new seasonal box of awesome collections for guys, guaranteed to upgrade your life. What are you using now, Michael? You've been using something. No, it's what I, it's what I want to use. Now that the, uh, the light's a little softer, I'm looking at the, the grow bar for all of my indoor plants that I've accumulated in and, quarantine. And so they have that? They, yeah, have, they have the they grow have, bar? They have some cool grow bars, accessories, and along with the throwing axes. Whether it's geared to upgrade your autumn craft beers or cozy threads for when the temperature dips, Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered, from style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear. Box of Awesome has collection for, for every part of your life. To get started... Go take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. Obviously, if they have grow bars, everything is different. It's free to sign up. You can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only $45 but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Oh, there's and an you... alchemy box. Hmm? There's an alchemy box. Alchemy so you can spin straw into gold? Fantastic. Sure. <laughs> Fantastic. Straw. Does it come with a wizard's hat? Get 20% off. Your first monthly box, when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and you enter the code Tony at checkout, enter the code, people, use the code. That's boxofawesome.com, code Tony, for 20% off your first box. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. Once again, this is Grace Pettis. This is called Drop Another Pin. finale of that story from Michael Granberry where we left it was that she began to sing a song as she was about to get ticketed for speeding and Michael Granberry writes as it turns out on that dark night in Abilene the cops so enjoyed Grace's Abilene he did indeed refrain from writing her a ticket not only that but his partner purchased her $15 CD with a $20 bill and the admonition keep the change so Michael Granberry writes with my friend Grace Pettis offering her approval in the email below here are two of her original compositions Abilene and drop another pin and at the end of this podcast you can listen to Grace Pettis all the way through which is a lot better than listening to me Michael if people want to send their original music in how do they do it? Email us your music by sending it to jingles at com. Richard Justice Houston Zone joins us now from MLB.com and, and I know at the beginning of the playoffs when I asked you who was getting in you said the two best teams were Tampa and the Dodgers, and they both got in. So I assume you are happy with this matchup and that you think that, you know, that God is in his orbit and everything is good. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about the matchup. We had a 16-team playoff field, and the two best teams made it to the end. So, you know, here we go. And 
the, the name you're going to hear a lot this week is Andrew Friedman. He was a Wall yep. Street guy yep. that uh, Sue Sternberg brought the raise and brought him in to revolutionize the way teams construct rosters, evaluate players. He ran the raise, got them to the World Series, and now, now. he's the architect <laughs> of the Dodgers, and his, yes. his protege, Eric Neander, is running the raise. So it's going to be a pretty fun week. The difference between the Dodgers and the Rays is very simple. It's money. Right. The Dodgers are willing to spend money. So if you've got a guy that can construct a team on no money, and then you give him money, and he spends money, for example, on Mookie Betts, and Mookie Betts goes over the wall four times in the series and brings the ball back, you say, oh, okay, I understand this. Let me get to the, the Tampa Bay series with Houston. Every single game came down to the ninth inning in one form or another. That was a great series, was it not? It was a great series. It was a close series, and uh, it was two teams that pretty much did themselves proud. It's pretty remarkable. I think when you play seven games in seven days, it changes the game dramatically in that it becomes a war of attrition on the pitching. And by the end, both those teams were spent in terms of pitching. Same thing with the with the Braves and, and the Dodgers. That That was the difference. What we saw in the in the Tampa Bay-Houston series was this kid, Randy Arozarena, who made his yep. major league debut 51 days ago. Um, sometimes a great player can can cover up the weaknesses, and offensively, Tampa Bay has some weaknesses. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, he was great. You don't know if that's going to happen in the series. Is the series, and I need to ask this, is the series seven straight days or will there be off days? No, this is where we go back to a traditional off day. Okay. One, two, off day. And you know what that means is now. Starters Tampa, have a better chance. Right, but it, what it means is Tampa Bay can now line up its relievers. Tampa Bay essentially has three closers, and they can bring their – they will bring their guys – they will bring their closer, Nick Anderson, in, in the third inning against the Yankees, in the fourth inning. So it changes the game. They are a very tough matchup. But uh, the Dodgers, like I said before, one of the best teams I've ever seen. So – Part of this is, you can't escape this, part of this is money right. for rights fees and and ratings become important. Will anyone watch Tampa Bay? Or is the, is the Dodgers, the name of the Dodgers? I mean, I think baseball must be very happy that it's the Dodgers and not Atlanta in that regard. Because I don't know that Tampa Bay brings in an audience except for real baseball guys. Yeah, I think that's right. But I also think if you watch this team, if you like this sport and you watch this team, mm-hmm. you're going you're gonna to love them. And, and let me just say a word about money as it relates to the Dodgers. Andrew Friedman got his butt roasted for a lot of the last five years as the Dodgers couldn't finish the deal. This is their third World that's Series it. in four years, eight straight division titles. He, he was criticized for lowering the payroll every year. And he just couldn't find a place to spend an explosive amount of money. And what they did, they found guys on the street, Chris Taylor, Max Muncy, that others did not want. Justin, when they signed Justin Turner, nobody wanted him. I mean, and those guys were reclaimed. When it was time to add, he, last offseason, he said, what we need is a, 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 fran, a Hall of Famer to change the dynamic. And he, he found it in Mookie Betts. He gave Mookie Betts $300 million. And it's, I would say Mookie Betts is the difference in this team and in the last couple of Dodger teams. I'll go back to Tampa because I watch Kevin Cash. I, mean, I watch him during the game. Right. And he seems to be, 
and I don't mean this in a bad way, but he seems to be rigidly analytical. Dave Roberts does not seem to be in quite the same way. Dusty Baker, God knows, is not rigidly analytical and had great success getting to a game seven. What are your thoughts on Cash and the way he manages that team? If Kevin Cash is not the best manager in the game, he's in the conversation. He's a people person. And it's true. All these guys now, Dave Roberts and Dusty, they have to deal with front offices that are very powerful and are very collaborative in lineups, defensive alignments, and all that. What Dusty went to the mound in one of those games and to take out Zach Grinke, and the catcher, Martin Maldonado, just, uh, just started berating him, saying, don't take him out, don't take him out. And... Um, that's he went again. He went old school against the book. Mm-hmm. Dave Roberts mm-hmm. did that in the 2017 World Series. He left. He left uh, Rich Hill in one batter too long, and George Springer hit a ball 600 feet. It's a balancing act. Kevin Cash once had a player go in and complain about the lineup, and he said, uh, "I know you had nothing to do with this." And Kevin said, "You know." He said, basically, how I answer that is going to reflect my credibility in the organization. And, and he let the guy talk himself in, into the lineup. It, it, the, the managing today is so much more complicated than managing in any other era because of all the information you have to deal with. Plus the fact, you know, players make a lot of money and have egos and all that. Yeah. It is really a, a balancing act. By the way, Kevin Cash is one of the funniest people you'll ever meet. He's a Tito Francona protege. Oh, I like him. When John, John Carlos Stanton hit three homers against the uh, Rays in the, in the previous round, um, Tito texted Kevin, hey, he reminds me of you. Meaning you never hit three home runs in your career. (laughs) Um, This is the last time I'll ask this question. It goes into the dustbin of history. Is this justice that Houston is not in the World Series? Yeah, it is. And, uh, I I mean, look, they disgrace themselves. And you can't get away from that. And while I personally, I love George Springer, and I I wanted good things for Dusty Baker. I wanted Dusty to get this last line on his resume so he could go to the Hall of Fame. Uh, but it didn't happen. And, you know, locally in Houston now, we have Jeff Luno, the, the disgraced general manager of the Astros, giving TV interviews and all that. No, you just want to say, shut up. Let them play the World Series. Let the teams that didn't cheat play the World Series. And then you can run your mouth. But, yeah, I, I do think the baseball guys just said, no, we're not, we're not letting you do yeah. it. As much as we respect the way you guys play, the way your roster's constructed, you did something that was an unforgivable sin. So when the Dodgers throw the red-haired kid out there last night and he can't find the plate for the first two batters, are you like me going, how did this happen? You're going to lose it right here. You're going to lose it right here. It felt that way. But, you know, what they thought, that, what, the way they looked at it was, we're going to allow our main innings guy, Gonzalez, to face the heart of the order one last time. That's the way teams do it. You know, they, it works out sometimes, and it doesn't work out sometimes. It, you know, the, the Yankees did it, put Debbie Garcia out there, and the, the, the narrative after the game was you, could, yeah. you smart guys outsmarted yourself. What the Dodgers had at the end was a kid named, another kid named Julio Urias who basically was unhittable for the last three innings and, and, and won, won, the, won the pennant for them. So we're, we're going to get now to like the larger story for people who like baseball but don't get down into the weeds on baseball. If it is a traditional World Series with days off in between two and three and five and six, if, if, if that's the way it's going to be, 
Clayton Kershaw is in a position to have a very large role in this. He could even maybe pitch three games. Um, there was a, a graphic that was put up the other day, uh, and it talked about the, the greatest pitchers in postseason. And, you know, Smoltz is on it, and Bumgarner is on it, and Verlander is on it, and Kershaw is not on it. I don't know Clayton Kershaw, but every time I see him talk, he seems so pleasant. He doesn't seem to duck out. He seems to be a stand-up guy. And his record is awful. And as you know, Richie, it gets worse each round. Each round it gets worse. Like his, his World Series ERA is over five. It's, and he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. What do you make of this? I don't think it's explainable. And what you said about him is right. I, I don't know that I've ever been around a better person a better teammate than Clayton Kershaw. And the thing about Clayton is he's totally accountable. He stands up and answers the questions. When the Astros won in 2017, I was doing some stuff, camera stuff, over by the Dodgers dugout, and Clayton and his family stood there and watched this. I bet they stood. They were, on, they were in the dugout for 30 or 45 minutes to watch the Astros celebration. And I thought, man, can you imagine what is going on inside this guy? Uh, he burns to do this. I mean, there's so much respect for him. Everybody roots for him in a crazed way. A couple of years ago, he was warming up in a bullpen in a spring training game. He went down to warm up, and a guy that I know with the Dodgers says, come here, I want to show you something. And he took me down to the bullpen, and all Clayton's teammates lined up to watch him warm up before the game. I mean, and they just felt like he does everything with a purpose. We can learn something. Before one of those World Series games it's late at night at Dodger Stadium. The sun is setting. Everybody's gone. And a guy pokes me in the, and goes, look, look in left field. It was Clayton Kershaw, the last guy in the field, out there just doing some drills and stuff. Everybody wants this guy to be able to write a different ending for his World Series story. It's an unbelievable ERA past it's the bad. sixth inning. It's right. 7-3-1. It's the worst in history. He's 100 games over 500 in the regular season. Right. I, and now, I, you know, I, there's every, everyone looking for an out, for, for a way to explain it, would say, check the workload some of those years, you know, because he's, <laughs> I mean, some of the workload is, is huge and all that. But at the end of the day, the numbers say what they say. And yes. I don't think Clayton would even, I don't think he has ever tried to duck that, that at this time of year, I need to be better. He has pitched some great games in the postseason, but that's not what people are going to remember. Who do you like in the series, Richie? I like the Dodgers in seven. I, I think the Dodgers are as good a team as I've seen. And you look at that. Now, Tampa Bay has a great bullpen, a great bullpen. They have three really, really good starting pitchers. But they don't have a lineup that scares you, and maybe they can get a couple of guys going. The key for them probably is Brandon Lau, the young, the, the second baseman, all star. Hasn't hit. Ago. Hasn't hit in the postseason. Hasn't hit in the so. postseason. The Dodgers just have so much flexibility and so much depth, you know. And you know what if, if Clayton stumbles, if his back is bad, something like that. But like last night, they they just that was almost these last two games were almost bullpen games. And they just had enough to get it done. They have so much talent. They've done such a great job of developing players. Yeah, and, and the, the thing I looked for was in game six. What if Jansen's back? 
What if Jansen's effective? Right, well, because that's that... a big decision for Dave Roberts last night. You're going, okay, is he going to do this? Is he going to do this? Uh, and what he did was he stayed with the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I look forward to the series. I'm one of those people who not only do I believe that that the Astros cheated them. I believe the Red Sox cheated them too. <laughs> I do. And I, and, I'm, and I grew up as a Giants fan hating the Dodgers, but I want the Dodgers to win in that, in that weird way. You know what I mean? Just because well, I think mean, they're really good. When you finished first eight years in a row, you've been to the World Series three out of four years, you've done everything right in terms of finding these, these players that nobody else wanted and turning them into stars and drafting kids like Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager and Will yeah. Smith. You deserve to have a different ending. You know, Billy Bean always says the, the postseason is a crapshoot. But if you keep going, if you keep getting back up and dusting yourself off, at some point um, it's going to work out. And Dave Roberts has earned this. He has earned this. And um, the, uh, that, 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 that logo, that uniform means something in all of professional sports to people. And there they, is, them, they they were the they were forty three and seventeen, they've gotten to where they were supposed to be, and now they can have a chance to finish the deal. I understand about uniforms. I mean, I know what the Cowboys uniform means. I know what the Yankee uniform <clears throat> means. I know what the Gothic D on Detroit what it means. But for my money, the red numbers on the Dodger uniform <laughs> are the number one thing in sports, Richard. The number yeah, one you thing think it's of so sports. much. What do you think if you think of Jackie Robinson? You think of Sandy Koufax. I mean, you think of Kirk Gibson. It, yeah, it is. There are not many. I don't know how many iconic uniforms that you immediately identify and you're filled with memories of of the past. And, and the thing is, you would go to Dodger Town when they were training in Vero Beach, and there would be Koufax throwing batting practice. There, you know, the, all the stars of the past would yeah. come back, yeah. and it was such a cool thing. Red numbers, just so great. Richard, go to the World Series, enjoy it. We'll talk to you from there. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Richard, justice, boys and girls. We will take a break. We will have email and a jingle when we return. I am Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. So this is the ad, the honey ad. I guess I've done this before, but I, I blanked on my memory with it, so I'll just read it. These days, it feels like online shopping is the only shopping we really do, unless you're old and stupid and you have to have Nigel get your shoes for you. That's where today's <laughs> sponsor, Honey, comes in. It's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically applies the best one available at checkout. Honey is basically your online shopping best friend. Here's how it works. You get Honey on your computer for free in two easy clicks by going to join Honey, H-O-N-E-Y, Dot com slash Tony K. Use the code, people. Then when you're checking out on one of its over 30,000 supported sites, Honey pops up and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons for that site. If Honey finds working codes, it will apply the best one to your cart. You've done this, right? I have with two boys. It's important. Sean uses this. And and I, 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 don't, I don't, of course, because I don't know how you to do it. You don't use the internet. But this is good, right? Better than good. It's okay, good. Honey has found um, over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. Honey supports all kinds of retailers, from tech and gaming sites to fashion brands to even food delivery. It's simple. If you have a computer, Honey should be on it. It's free and works with whatever browser you use. You can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash Tony K. I think you should do this, right? I think you should. I'm for this. That's joinhoney.com. 
dot com slash Tony K. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Tony Kornheiser Show. That's the University of Missouri marching band. That's thrilling every time we hear it. Lovely. Nigel, why don't you do the Bethesda Bagel ad? Yes, thank you, Mr. Tony. We love uh, Bethesda Bagels. You will as well. I'll just uh, go onto your Google machine and look up BethesdaBagels.com for the location nearest you. we got the bagel sandwiches again today, but they've got all sorts yep. of treats for you there. Just head on by and you will love it. Um, I love, so, I love so when good because Saliza wants the bagel sandwich and he can't have. Right, because he's not here physically. Um, <laughs> we don't have enough. I love when Nigel writes these things. I guess that's just about it for us today. But before we get to the mailbag, I just want to say that I started on a series called What Happened? And every time something went wrong, I'd look at the camera and say, hey, what happened? We had a lot of fun with that. And other catchphrases like I got a wheel wet wagon and uh, I can't do my work. And I believe I was the first one to use the phrase. I don't think so. But only lasted a year. And that's good because that's how you establish called is fred willard still with us i don't think he's with us no, anymore no sadly I don't fred think is he no is. longer with us yes. no thanks to our guests today michael wilbon and richard justice of mlb.com thanks to our sponsors today bespoke post simply safe and honey remember you can listen to us on apple Podcasts, spotify google play and radio.com and if you get the show through itunes please leave us a review fred willard great comic actor from michael bryan in boston formerly revere <laughs> my friends Doug and Dan, who are littles, are playing in a scramble this weekend with myself, one of their friends I don't know. I can't wait to pull out the paydays at the turn. And the new guys ask, why are we eating paydays? And I say, Mr. Tony eats paydays at the turn. He talks about it all the time on his podcast. And when the new guy asks, what else does Mr. Tony talk about? I can say, well, he gives in-depth sports analysis. Like Ty Lue had long hair when he played for the Wizards. <laughs> but now he's the coach of the Clippers and he has short hair. Real hard-hitting stuff that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, from Matt Pringle, who's Matt from the Peg, the Peg, Winnipeg. First time, long time, little, recently moved to Winnipeg, Manitoba from Vancouver, British Columbia to be more Midwestern, but I digress. The multipod discussions praising the Payday Candy Bar was the audible version of a real page turner. Isn't it perfect for the golf bag designation come from the fact that it has sans chocolate? It's just a nut style granola bar and there's no candy bar to me. Also, why did they change the name from $100,000 bar to hundred grand bar? We are really going down the rabbit hole now. P.S. I should have used Grammarly Premium. And boom goes the dynamite. Passes to the man. <laughs> Just so great. <laughs> David Morris in Mooresville, North Carolina. On a recent drive between Richmond and Charlotte, I stopped for gas and was surprised to see chocolate payday bars at the register. Can I get the official show position on the ingredient naturalness, healthiness, and golf bag worthiness of this new in August 2020 twist on the payday legacy, please? I myself like to leave a payday or two in the glove box for emergencies, and I felt gratified to hear... Uh, about your time-tested policy of back nine paydays. You might say it's affirmation baby situation. I don't, you know, if you have chocolate, it's going to melt. It's yep. not going to be good. It's no, the, 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 not only is payday great, but it doesn't melt and it doesn't get old. No, I don't know. I've never seen a chocolate payday. I don't know what I would do with that. Have you seen them? Michael? I have not. No, no. Um, from Anthony Serpy. I had a feeling you did not know that Sue Bird was from my hometown of Syosset. 
I was class of 1979. Although I'm way older and crustier than Ms. Bird, with no personal attachment or real knowledge or athletic prowess, I've been bragging about Sue Bird since she was at UConn. Trusty rumor has said that on college break she would show up at Berry Hill Elementary and play pickup. Needless to say, she would whoop up on all the guys who were stars on the high school team and alumni. I've lived in Hilton Head for 26 years. I'm the girls' soccer coach of May River High School Sharks. Michael, you, we go to the May River Grill all the time. Oh, yeah. You know? Go to Bluffton, the Fresh South market. Carolina. I would request the honor of being named the official girls' high school soccer team of the Tony Kornheiser Show. Sure. I feel that my in is that I have players that live in the same community as Michael's in-laws. Hoping for more shows, but grateful for Huge. what we can get. Anthony, We miss Scott's Meat Market. Uh, Chip Robinson, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, speaking of that. On Friday's show, you read an email from the Senior Assistant Director of Admissions at Niagara University, and you noted it was the alma mater of UB Brown. Niagara is also the alma mater of my stepdad, Craig, who attended at the same time as a slightly more famous classmate, one Calvin Murphy. My stepdad's story to tell about Calvin Murphy was being in the gym at Niagara and seeing Murphy stand flat-footed under the basket and dunk with two hands. Despite being only 5'9", and everybody knows this about Calvin Murphy, incredible hops. Every single time he told me that story, he immediately reminded me this is also true, that in addition to being an NBA Hall of Famer, Mr. Murphy was also a world-class baton twirler. He would light up both ends of the baton, flip them up in the air, and never burn his hands. From Mark Schaefer, the Reverend Mark Schaefer, this is important. I grew up in the Albany area, but I'm not going to weigh in on the Shenan. Dehoah Bethlehem Central rivalry, except to say you dropped a syllable out of Shenan Dehoah and pronounced it like Shenandoah. God knows those pretentious folks at Shen have enough sense of entitlement without feeling slighted that you dropped the second N from their name. Okay, I guess I am weighing in on that rivalry. <laughs> and we have another one from Sarah Schur, PhD, uh, Art History, Emerson College, where my cousin Marilyn graduated in Boston. A wise man once implored me to be true to my school, so I am here to defend the honor of Shenandoah, not Shenandoah, Shenandoah, from the slander levied at it by Steve in McLean, Virginia. I attended Shen, I guess they all call it Shen, in the 80s, and like Ferris Bueller's high school, we had sportos, motorheads, geeks, sluts, can you say that? Bloods, wastoids, and dweebs. We even count a former United Nations war crimes crimes prosecutor as an alumnus. But we did not have any Loomis Chafee school for the rich wannabes. I can only guess that Steve is envious of Shen's sports prowess. Five national championships, thank you very much. Bethlehem can be the official Section 2 Class A high school at Tony Kornheiser show, but Saliza and Steve can eat it. Sarah Shear, <laughs> currently near Boston, not Revere. If you're out on your bike tonight, everyone, as always, do wear white. We're not going to be sunk this year! <laughs> We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah! <laughs> I work at the laundromat Pays all right I walk on eggshells when I come home late at night I've been saving up my paycheck one day I'll be gone Daddy, he drinks Sometimes he gets me Mama's always been A timid little thing Might be a sandalie Might be wrong 
sister. Call her star. She shines right on the darkest places in my heart. So I wish on her. She keeps me. I am.